0: On pause. Well, sitting next to that was the kitchen sink. Yada yada. <coughs> Here we are. Uh, and yeah, you can yada yada everything, sex especially. But we didn't have sex. We just yada yadded some dabs. Okay. Should we yada yada this whole episode? <coughs> and then yada yada. There's nothing left to say. Okay. How about I eat this banana so that I don't choke. I don't have a beverage, which is my fault because I don't have a beverage. So, a glass of water? Sure. I have one. In fact, pop. um, Empires. Okay. Damn it. Definitely missed the trash. And I just drank a glass of skim milk, which was Weird. I do believe that may be the first time I've ever drank a glass of skim milk, other than maybe a carton of skim milk as a kid in elementary school. Maybe there was a time when skim milk was only available, something like that. But, no, 2% all the way. I'm not a milk drinker in the first place, number one. I only usually get milk because I want to make pudding, or I want to make mac and cheese. Uh, Yeah, chocolate milk once in a while. But, milk as a beverage? No. So, given that I did have an unopened quart of skim milk in there. Wait, not quart. What would that be? Half gallon? Whatever. King Super's has an occasional 99 cent fire sale on. Well, I never managed to get myself the whole milk or the 2% when those fire sales happened. So, this time I opted to go ahead and buy skim milk. I figured it would be just about the same in pudding, which is not true. And uh, then I figured it would be something as an unopened option would be something I could try as a refreshing beverage. I do like chocolate milk, so poured myself about six ounces of skim milk and chugged it, and did not enjoy it. Do not like milk. Just don't like milk as a beverage. Ugh. So. Water it is. Water and a banana. Just like a healthy person. As if I'm a healthy person. No, I'm, I'm pretending to be a healthy person. I will say of 2023, the one thing that I did give myself was better health. Oh, definitely in better shape at none end of the year here now than I was last year. I'm, I'm also just more mentally stable. This whole thing with the arch nemesis, my guardian angel, not my guardian angel, I should say that, the guardian angel, the name of her comic book is the guardian angel. She is a tortured soul on planet earth who's been here for a thousand cycles, who in my neophyte attempt to shake loose of said cycle and remind said guardian angel of their better qualities, not just their... Driven qualities and their diminished qualities. No, no, no. I was trying to show them the interior love, what a guardian angel looks like when it's filled with self love. But I failed. So <clears throat> that's what makes me the uh, overestimator. And being the guy who's. Always got an opinion that's just better of himself than he deserves. And because of this annoying plateau on which he'll perch himself, ends up uh, being just that guy you don't want to be around. Too much smug, fucking arrogant chatter. So, these are the arch nemesis of the failed comic book called The Guardian Angel Adventures. What do you know? But being in that comic book still, even though it failed, I have to live it out. Well, this guardian angel (coughs) um, apparently is uh, done uh, being uh, so indirect with me and basically said, get the fuck out of Home Depot. To which I said, (gasps) okay, I will. For good. I'll never be back so under that direct uh, assignment from said uh, ethereal being of wisdom and force well I moved I moved on to this which is deciding to euthanize my cat tomorrow so far that's kind of the biggest decision I've made since I left this other job which was a dumb job I was just working three nights overnight it was dumb but it was dumb work that I was good at, and honestly, kind of enjoyed. I enjoy making things that are cluttered, organized. And boy, was that really kind of all I was doing. So, I don't think I'm going to be able to step into something I really enjoy at that level, which is why I think I have to step into something completely different and go get a badge to sell some weed. Yeah, I'm going to sell weed. I know I'll enjoy selling weed. <clears throat> doesn't matter. doesn't matter what the work looks like otherwise. doesn't matter what... It, you can have me shoveling snow off the roof for fuck's sake. I'll enjoy that. But I'll enjoy selling weed slightly more. So, the opportunity to sell weed is the... We'll call it the double off the wall that I'm planning to hit. And I have been planning to hit this for a while. Sooner or later I was going to walk the fuck out of Home Depot because the whole system is just terrible. But <clears throat> knowing that that was going to happen no matter what, um, why the Guardian Angel accelerated that is also of interest. Truly, it's of interest. Because what was in my life plan that I could see was one last clash. And I thought, well, that's odd. I just didn't think I had the energy to, to get into a full-on um, cross-zone where we literally were going to have no contact. It was, it was hard to figure out who this could possibly be. I had no such feeling of vehemence toward anyone to think of a all-out, never-talk-to-you-again kind of solution like you come up with in junior high and then follow through until about middle of high school when you break down and start making out for no good reason. These kinds of agreements were not available given the point on the life plan that they existed right at the white light, for fuck's sake. And this, this this person doesn't really exist in my life plan until they start running parallel to me a year ago. Like, and by running parallel, I mean whatever we're doing, we're doing something in sync, like working together. And... Here we are, the parallel lines. And I actually thought this was the reconciliation I had with my sister. And then I thought we were going to blow up again. And I thought over what? Like I kept trying to think if I had fucking kept anything from her at all. But I couldn't think of a single thing. Nothing. Zero. Well, it turns out it wasn't her. It was this person I worked with. The weird thing about it being someone I worked with was the degree with which our lines ran in... Color intensity, meaning the vibrational hum between them was significant. And it was. And then it wasn't. And then it collided, and then it clashed. Just like it said it would. And now we're not speaking. So, the reason that I come back to feeling like a non-player character is that was an inordinate amount of emotional chaos for me to write up and down. I'm an emotionally chaotic motherfucker, believe me especially when it comes to something forcing its way into my life in a position that I had already said no mas. 100% committed to that even. And then thought, for a variety of reasons, that maybe this was to teach me to not shut down. And maybe it was. I mean, I'm not shut down anymore, that's for sure. And I met a woman with three boys, which is fucking crazy especially because I had lunch with her again. I mean, at some point, you just <clears throat> you start to find places in the universe where you fit, you belong, you're helpful. You're giving people back something they need, and without you, might not discover within themselves. That's all I am. That's all I've ever wanted to be. That's what a true catcher in the rye is. Somebody not looking to just keep you from falling off the cliff. But somebody redirecting you back in and reminding you, you're here to win the game. Everybody's here to win the game. And that's possible. We can all come out of this winners. We can all come out of this ascendant. And it's up to us to play the role correctly enough to give everyone around us the same chance we're given ourselves. So, when I think about the tumultuous ride that it was emotionally to go through this 15-month gap of knowing anything about anything when it came to this person. Well, I think about the charades I would play in my younger life, thinking I was being so clever as to date multiple people without it having an impact. It has an impact because you can't Go through that without being impacted. You're the impact. And those impacts leak into everybody else and eventually cause stains because you couldn't just be straight with yourself and what you wanted. Or fill in the blank of obvious behavioral shortcoming that you may have been experiencing as you learned who you are and what it is you want in this world. If you really stick to being kind, understanding, and forgiving, well life's so easy. I mean so easy. Pause. Now that we still don't all have to put our cat down now and again. Life's not that easy, right? Okay at eleven thirty in this second part of the second recording, I don't know where we're at. Doesn't matter how time wise, right? I can tell you that we're on... The di- oh, did I miss eleven eleven? No, that's what today is. Today is eleven eleven. The time is... 8.53 a.m. Man, that means my cat has exactly, well... 25 and a half hours of life left? Yeah, that's a terrible thing to think through. But, I'm afraid it has to be done... It's not going to be done today, then it's going to be done a month from now. And if it's not going to be done a month from now, it's going to be done six weeks from now. Or 90 days from now. But it's now. And 90 days might be three weeks too late where I really have let something get to the point that it's caused her additional undue physical stress. And extraordinary pain so having balanced all those the only thing that could save her life now is the vet saying well you know for 75 bucks or even 200 we could do this for her and she'd be fine I'd say do it do it right now but something tells me she's not gonna get that kind of a lifeline call here at the end we'll see I hope she just enjoys tonight I'll go get her her favorite wet food and a lot of it and let her have a night that feels at least for now somewhat indulgent. But other than that, the last thing I have to give her is a death with dignity. So, now that we've gotten through the intermission part of, well that part's going to suck tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Let's get back to the um can you be can, can you be put in a better mood? Can somebody come in and make you go from morose or melancholy or um, angry to upbeat or giddy or enthusiastic? Are those transitions legitimate? And if so, how can somebody else do that to you? And can't you then do that for yourself? That's what we're going to look at today. So, post- Well, look who is wrong about those animals. Turns out I left a couple over at my parents' house. Mmm, 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 Yummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, pause. Good morning, universe. All right uh... I skipped out yesterday because, well, frankly, I got, uh, I got a little too indica high on edibles to make it through anything more than 45 minutes without falling asleep. So I spent yesterday mostly watching football deliriously while I slept, which is a lot like my old self, a lot, too much even, but nothing nefarious or or of any sort of uh setback occurred no no this was this was football at its most moronic i mean the broncos fucking won so it had to be moronic um with that in mind those who spend their time watching football instead of playing well i used to be you i used to play the game of golf, but watched the game of football religiously. I used to play the game of tennis, but watch the game of football religiously. I used to watch football religiously. Literally. Every Sunday it was on, I was there. To be told what was new and developing in the land of pigskin yore. Because, for some reason, I thought other people's lives and athletic achievements were more interesting than my own. Which, at some level they are. Sure. World-class ping-pong can be played only by world-class ping-pong players. But ping-pong can be played by anybody, because it's fun. And you don't need to be world-class to enjoy it. In fact, I would say those who are less than world-class probably enjoy it the most. And no irony implied, no double-think intended, just sometimes playing for the fun of the game is the whole point. And in fact... When it comes to games, playing for the fun of the game is the whole point. But Which, I suppose, it's why it's so damn hard to put my cat down. Though tomorrow's the day. That's not a decision I make with it. Yay! No. Not at all. But, <clears throat> when we're sitting in the room with the space heater and I invite her over to the blanket that's currently covering my lap and extended onto the floor for her to have a little sit down and relax in some comfort and warmth of human contact. Well, she trundles over and decides to take a piss right on the fucking blanket. And, listen, I wish I could say this was a uh, moment coming from my cat. But it's not. And so I suppose that more than anything explains that it's time for my cat to go down. And that's a sad thing because I will never make that decision on the timeliest day when it should have been made. When the cat was clearly taking a turn for the worse, never to be seen again as her better self. No, that's not me. I'm the guy who waits too long because I feel like I want every chance possible for this animal to turn it around herself. She's done it before in places I couldn't believe she made that recovery, so I feel like I kind of owe her that one now. The fact that she's not going to make that recovery, yes, that is painfully obvious to everyone who looks in now. But it's taken a while to get here, and frankly, if I had my friend Allison over, she'd say, well, she's come back from worse. And I'd say, yep, yes, she has. But, at some point, coming back from worse is not the kind of tail that you have to force a cat through in order to survive. And that is a little bit of what it feels like lately. So, rather than get completely housed on these indica gummy bears, like I did yesterday. Nope, nope. Today, today we're going back to dab. Something I can handle. Something in the wheelhouse of... Yeah, I'm high, but... Fuck, man. Hit record. Pause. So, for openers, we're going with one I rarely have in the house. Because... For me to get Superboof... Well, for one, I have to be in the mood to be able to order the stupid name of it. But for two... Well, I have to be looking for a Stony Stone. And since it was the holiday... And since that implies movies with my parents... Well... I was willing to buy some super Superboof. So, here we go, super Superboof. Treat me right. Give me the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Far. <coughs> God damn it. I forgot to get the trash out. I can hear the trash truck in the alley right now, which means it's too late. <coughs> damn it. Alright. So, as not to fall completely off the toy box shelf into the toy box, we will uh, offset the super booth with a little Space Queen Live Sugar. Sounds like a good plan. Be right back. Come here, Kenny. Come on. Come on. Get them all out. Come here. You can even pee on me today. It's okay. Well... Can somebody put you in a worse mood? Well, yeah, they can pee on you. I mean, that usually does it. I have to say usually, because... There are those... For whom... Well, no. Yes, yes, that would do it. Um, Even for my cat today. I will say that will be a mood deflator, but... Not to the point that we're going to lose our shit over it. Right, kitty? Come here. Um, But... The idea that somebody else can put you in a better or worse mood almost seems undeniable. Well, of course someone can do that. Happens all the time. My teacher walks in and says, Hey, pop quiz! I'm immediately in a worse mood. So, what is it, though, that somebody is doing that can put you in a worse mood? In this circumstance, they're forcing you to take an action which you know in the long run could work against you, but you have no choice, so now you're in some sort of panic mode, reaction. To a circumstance you didn't expect, you are now forced to participate. With a circumstance you didn't expect, you are now forced to participate. Um, So that's, to me, legit. That seems fair in terms of your mood changing, but your mood's changing because you're being forced in action. And if you force me to jump off a cliff, my mood will change. I will have a different mood. Pause. But here's more of the thought experiment I'm trying to have. Like, let's say you're locked up in a 7x7 cage, and right next to you is another 7x7 cage. And on the other side of you is another 13 7x7 cages but you're the only one in this entire room of 7x7 seven seven cages. And your mood is angry because you're locked up in this 7x7 seven seven cage. And then, lo and behold, six minutes from now, or six minutes ago, or six minutes into the previous future of your other being, or just immediately right now in the next six seconds, they unlock the cage three cages down from you, so roughly 21 feet away, and throw some other dude in there. Lock him up. Walk out the fucking door. Well, now you're still angry because they didn't even come over and tell you what the fuck's going on. So then, you start having a conversation with this other person. Is it conceivable that 20 minutes from now, you are not just... No longer angry, but are in an elated mood. Is that possible? Well, hell yeah, it's possible. Who knows what that motherfucker might be? He might be the funniest motherfucker on the planet. He's about to give you 20 minutes of free material that is unparalleled. His name is George Farland. He's 17, and he's just thinking about whether or not comedy is a viable career. Could be. And by the time the guards come through, the only thing you request is that you get to stay with that dude because he's funny. Well, I would say that, yes, that is what the power of resonance in the meat suit with emotional capacity offers. The ability for another person to have enough energy an energetic overlap, underlap, throughlap, however you want to look at it, with you to change your mood entirely. That is magical. It's freaking magical. It's not something that a lot of fish are out there doing. Some are, but not a lot. And so when I think of the human meat soup and its limitations, liabilities, um, death, some other factors about it that are not so... First rate. Well, emotions got nailed. And I know the vibrational hum of emotion is the force life of energy on planet Earth, or Earth 8675309, whatever you want to call this. So I get that it syncs up here in ways that without the meat suit on, you can't even experience, let alone resonate with the magic, with the magical property of it just how much you can go out and hug a tree and give it something that it's getting back and get something from it that it's giving you that's real that's your mood suit <laughs> that's your meat suit working in ways that are low vibrational hum all the way up to and including Connecting with another meat soup. The ultimate expression of finding oneself is being able to give that self to another person here on Earth. Completely. Unconditionally. You can do it by having a child. Or you can do it by finding your soulmate. I'm choosing the latter route because, damn it, I always choose the harder route. And I'm not allowed to have kids on this run. Which, I have a feeling is a rarity for me. I have a feeling I go to planets for the cycle of karma that comes with sustaining your way through it. Learning the lessons that are there to be taught. I mean, with eternity to play with, what else would I be doing with myself? I mean, yeah, a lot of that I'm sure too. This is Rick and Morty, after all. Can't be overlooking your Jang Jang, or Django. what they, what they call it in the South Park episode? Your Jong Jong? I can't remember now. But, whatever it was, Matt Parker and Trey Stone. <laughs> you don't like that joke, do you, Kitty? Well, good. Because I'll quit telling it tomorrow, in your honor. Um... Well, if Trey Parker and Matt Stone had come up with the Jang Jang or the Jong Jong or whatever was getting pulled by the the elites of Hollywood, that's good enough for me. And something to avoid entirely. So uh why am I talking about masturbating and the need thereof, the frequency thereof? Kitty, did we have a reason to we go here for a purpose? No. Other than to say stop whacking off. Stop watching porn. it'll help get your shit together immediately. Start exercising and stop watching porn and I can't imagine what kind of person you might be six months from now. And that's for the men. I don't know about women. you've got everything going your way right now, so what am I going to tell you? how to be a woman? Probably I mean I am a dude. Stop. God okay, bless. Um yeah, let's get that position a little better. Here comes hamburger side cat. Um I'm gonna go with a little RSO here as well because oh yeah, why not? RSO being Rick Simpson's oil, and it's essentially just concentrate in activated form waiting to be slathered upon thy tongue so that I can get the goodness that comes with slathering marijuana extract on thy tongue. Which is lots. Lots of goodness. There's lots of goodness. So, we're going to do that. And since I'm having trouble getting the cap off. Oh, there we go. Well, pause. All on right, pause. A couple of snakes out of the Rick Simpson oil pen. A couple of jujubes off the Dosed Edible uh, Company uh, gummy bears, whatever these are. And uh, I should be pretty high here in a minute or five. But I've got the sweet watermelon Sandia soda. I'm sure wreaking havoc on my new dental situation. But I'm nothing if not a risk taker when it comes to dentistry. Right, kitty? 24 hours to go. 24 hours to go. My cat's got roughly 24 hours of life to go. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Be on something. Is my door open? No. Be on something. All right. Back to more important stuff. Like, why did I get out of my mom's car on 43rd and Ames Street, which is as remote as it sounds? It's nowhere important. It is on its way to the Starbuds dispensary where I left my ID accidentally which infuriated her because that meant that I had been to the dispensary and spent money on these gummy bears that made me sleep all day yesterday. All of which is true. Except this all happened on Saturday, not on Sunday. Because on Saturday I was supposed to go over there for one more night just to make sure that I was feeling fine, yada yada, which I was. There was no need for me to be over there, to be honest. And so... I think when she snapped at me for um, for not actually having uh, a legal leg to stand on, well, I said, you know what, I think I'm just going to get out of the car. I don't care what you believe about me, but I'm not going to sit here and let you just harass me over things that aren't true. I hope you have a good night watching your movie, and I'll see you when I see you. By this point, I was only a couple blocks away from the dispensary, so I walked over, got my license that I forgot, and walked home. That was Saturday. I spent Saturday night with my cat. Then I spent most of Sunday in and out of sleep, watching football, which was admittedly the laziest day I could possibly have had. But I think was a day of recovery that I needed, because today I feel good. I still got antibiotics to finish and that sort of thing, so that I will do, but... Other than a little discomfort in my mouth, which is more than I expected, but certainly less than I uh, am worried about handling. Well, today I plan on just spending the last day of my cat's life giving her whatever I can give her, seeing if I can be nice to her. I owe her one day of camaraderie, one day of, yep, it wasn't your fault. Whatever happened to you wasn't your fault, but it happened, and now we're here. And so, in the interest of everyone involved, the direction forward is plain. Not one I want to take, but plain. So, in that direction, we will head. Um, And that brought me to thinking about whether or not I should file suit. I I know that what happens on this planet is just temporary. I know that it's not even something that you bring forth any anything but the emotional flutters that resonate with you throughout time. That's what you take off this planet. What you leave here, though... Well, hopefully what I'm leaving here in this process is the static between two people when truth isn't available completely. I've never been one to give myself completely to somebody else truthfully. And I think what hurts more than anything with the guardian angel is that that was the first person I'd ever done that with. And this is the reaction the universe gave me. And so, that sting... Is why I don't want to go back through it all. Somebody on this planet actually got me. And then decided that that was too much, too weird, too a kilter, too zany, too something to want to pursue. Even friendship. So, you're left with this big void of Well, frankly, I can't wait to get the fuck off this planet, you know what I mean?